the internal fire that transforms. I want you to get your Bibles out. Romans 12, 11 says, we are to be fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord. I want to read this to you right here from the word. It says, do not lag in diligence, but be fervent in the spirit, serving the Lord. Be fervent. The word fervent in the amplified means to be aglow. And it means to be burning with the Holy Spirit. It means to be burning with the Holy Spirit. It means we're going to be, we're going to boil with the heat of the Lord. In other words, we're going to be hot for Jesus. In other words, we're going to be fiery for Jesus. We're going to let the internal fire, which is the love of God, start to stir us up because we have enough word in us to transform us to literally look like him, sound like him because we are called to do that. He says, as he is, Jesus, that is, so are you. This is what the word says, right? I mean, you know that as he is, so are you in this world. So are you today as he is, as he is. But we have to learn to walk in sync with the Holy Spirit because what he has given you must be manifested through a yes in your spirit. So we have to have a yes in our spirit. We have to be willing to say, Father, let me be a burning one for you, fervent for the Lord. Drive out anything that is not of you. Father, I thank you. Your word says man cannot receive anything at all unless it is given to him by whom? From heaven, by the Lord, right? So, Lord, we are servants, and we're de we desire fully, fully, fully to be aglow in the Spirit. Amen. Matthew 3.11. You can quickly turn your Bibles to Matthew 3.11. Because this is, what, this is what John said. He says, he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. And he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with? Fire. He will baptize. What did he do tonight? Baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The power of the Holy Spirit is coming upon us for a specific task. Now, we know that we have the Holy Spirit because you're all saved. You, we, already, we already got that taken care of. We have the Holy Spirit. But the power of the Holy Spirit for you to fulfill the work of God in your lives, uh, every one of you. The power of the Holy Spirit is falling afresh upon you even tonight. Uh, Father, I thank you that when we have that baptism of fire, Lord, you purify our hearts. You release us to do the kingdom assignments. And we all have them. We all have kingdom assignments, right? And God is releasing them unto you to literally fulfill that word. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I want to look at the life of Peter for a moment. We're going to look at the life of Peter. Before he was baptized with the fire of Pentecost, he had no confidence. He had no confidence. He denied Jesus three times. We know this, right? He denied Jesus three times in, three times. in Luke 22 and in verse 56. A servant girl saw him. She saw him by the firelight, right? And she looked closely at him and she said this man was with him with Jesus and he denied it Peter denied it because he was afraid to admit he was afraid to admit that he knew Jesus he walked with him church he walked with him he saw the miracles he ate with Jesus he saw the persecution as it started to unfold he was afraid to reveal what Jesus had already done in his life, that's not going to be you. You're going to be on fire and bold for Jesus no matter what. We may be an end-time church, but we are not a church that's afraid of the fires that try to come around us. Because I'll tell you, the fire within you is greater than any fire, any external fire. 
The fire in you, which is the love of God, the passion for Jesus, is so much greater and continually growing that it is so much hotter than any fire, any external fires that try to come around you. Amen? So as long, so, so, so Peter was afraid, he was nervous, he was not confident, he, and he was serving as a disciple. As long as the fire, remember he was by the firelight, as long as the fire was external, speaking about Peter right now, as, as long as the fire was external, it was threatening he felt threatened by this servant's girl's words. But when the fire became internal, I'm saying something here tonight for those that have ears to hear. When the fire becomes internal, then Peter became transformed. He was baptized on the, uh, by the fire of God on the day of Pentecost, was he not? Do you know that we just had a form of our own Pentecost here tonight? We just had our own filling of the Holy Spirit tonight. So he was, once that happened, he was first to get up and to preach the gospel, right, to the multitudes, and that was without fear. One of the things when you, ha what happens with you when you allow the fire of the Holy Spirit to literally transform you is fear goes out the window. It literally, intimidation leaves you. Because you know what? You realize it's not you. It's not me. It's the Spirit of God that's moving through me. It's going to move through you, does move through you. And all you have to do is have a heart that says, Lord, I just want to be used for your kingdom. I'll be faithful to be in your word. I'll be faithful to be a prayer warrior. I'll be faithful to fast when you tell me to fast. I will be faithful to speak forth the truth. But Lord, use me. God does this. He does. He fills you with the power of the Holy Spirit. So Peter no longer was afraid. He was no longer afraid. And 3,000 were saved. 3,000. And then on another day, 5,000 were saved. This is what happens when the Holy Spirit takes over a person. Let the fire of God consume us. Let the fire, the transformative fire, literally fall upon us, within us, and make us lovers of God's presence. Come on, lovers of God's presence. Hallelujah. Let that internal fire transform you. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Thank you, Father. And so in Ephesians, in Ephesians 5 and 18, the word of the Lord says to be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. So you have to know the word. Be filled with the Spirit. But be filled, the Greek word for be filled is, is, is literally translated be continually filled. Some of you thought, well, I already have that baptism by fire. The word filled in Greek means to continually be filled. So that means that we need to continually seek him so that he continually fills us with fresh anointing. It is the anointing on your lives uh, that will break every yoke. Isaiah 10, 27. It is the anointing on your lives, right? So we need this fire of God for what's coming, like I said. All manner of confusion and perversion has nothing, doesn't, it cannot even come close. It cannot even compare to what God is doing. It literally, it cannot. The devil wants to talk loud. He wants to be bigger than he really is. But you all saw and witnessed people getting delivered tonight. Was he not trying to be big in them? Oh yeah, the devil was. But what was the key? Persistence, the love of God the blood of Jesus, the truth of God's word. And let me tell you, the love of God always wrecks us for his presence. He ruins us 
right? In the best of ways. In other words, we're ruined for the ordinary. So we're not ordinary Christians. Stop with the mentality of being an ordinary Christian. We don't need any ordinary Christians when God took the water and turned it to wine. When he said there is lack, but I'm going to make plenty. Stop trying to live a life less than what Jesus has already purchased for you. His blood was enough. So we're not going to let the devil speak loud and get the last word when Jesus said, the blood of Jesus is already enough. It's been shed for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now I want you to turn to Exodus 24. Is this glory outpouring? Is this fired up glory outpouring conference? So maybe we should know a little bit about the glory. Let's go to Exodus 24. Because see, Moses, he was on Mount Sinai, and he was covered in the glory. And we read, I'm going to read it here from the word in a moment. We read that the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. I want to read verse 17 first. Ah, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. The glory of the Lord was visible. Don't live beneath that. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. The glory of the Lord. It was visible. It can be visible. Don't lose sight of that. Amen. Father, open our eyes that we would see the glory, tangible glory, the cloud of your glory. This is not just for Old Testament. This is not just something that we read in the Old Testament and say, well, that was just Old Testament. We are to become like that which we look in a mirror and we see his, his glory coming off of us, his radiance coming off of us. What is that? But the glory of God literally being reflected off of our faces. Did you not know that this is what the word says in Corinthians? Whew. I want to stay on Exodus here for a moment, though. I'm getting ahead of myself. Moses was shut in the glory. He was covered and consumed in the glory of God. I don't know about you, but I love the fire of God, but I love the glory of God just as much. <laughs> I'm going to read from verse 12. I'm going to take it to verse 18. So we're in Exodus 24, verse 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. Stop right there. It says, and be there. So sometimes you're, you don't see the manifestations of God's glory is because you don't stay there. You're not, you're not dwelling long enough in prayer. You read just to check the list, check the box. Mm -mm, no more. Come on, we're going to be fiery people for Jesus. We're going to actually live in his word. We're going to live in his spirit. We're going to consume this word and read it and understand it and say, wow, for the things I don't understand, Lord, you will teach me because the anointing will teach me all things and your word says this. So I'm going to just press in. I'm going to press in, but I'm going to stay there. Stay a little longer. There's the point. So the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay there, and I will give you tablets of stone. See, God gives you things. He gives you revelation when you stay in the glory, when you stay in his presence. He gives you healing when you stay in his presence, right? He gives you insight. He gives you clarity. He helps you to forgive. There are some people that you need to forgive. There are some things that you need to let go of. There are some issues with anger that are holding you back, but you need to forgive. Well, how does that happen? Stay in his presence. Read his word. Moses, Moses, stay there. I call you up to this mountain. Why? Because God wants to talk to him. 
He wants to talk to us too. Stay there. Stay there a little longer so that he can give you things. What do you give him? He says, so I can give you the tablets of stone and the law and the commandments which I have written on your heart that, I, that you may teach them. Verse 13. And so Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, wait here until we come back. Indeed, Aaron and Ur are with you. If any man has difficulty, let them go to them. Order. There needs to be order in the house. There needs to be order in the church. There needs to be order in our lives. He set things in place. He, things, he set things in motion so that he can do the first things first. Some of us, we just take heed. If, they just, if you just took this one point right here, and your, and your lives will literally be transformed. Order. If your lives are out of order, what do you get? Disorder. You get disorder. You get confusion. You get every kind of craziness. But I'll tell you right now, God wants you to live in order. What we just saw here, for some of you that maybe are new to this, that was order. Some of you are like, what is she talking about? That's complete chaos and disorder. No, it wasn't. Mm -mm. You may not be used to it. It may not be something you're used to, and I can understand that. I can respect that, but it was order. It was order because the Spirit of the Lord was moving under the unction of the Holy Spirit and lives were being set free. It was order, all right. We're called. This is church. It's a conference, but it's church. Anytime we gather together, we are the church, right? Church is not a building. We are the church. So anytime the church gets together, whether it be a conference, whether it be a, a, a literal your church service, Lives should be changed. Whatever is required should be allowed to happen. Within the unction of the Spirit of God and a strong anointing and not just everything goes. Because sometimes people hear this and they think anything goes. No. You can probably, those that are newer to me, can, you can probably discern, she means business. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've got some of my biggest and strongest men going, oh, yeah. Why? Well, we had four children, and we have four grandchildren, so I guess we kind of know how to keep some order. No, but I, seriously, to me, the most important thing in my life is to give God the glory and the honor and to live in a way that respects, honors, and glorifies him. I move in the spirit. I love the move of the spirit. But I will make sure that those that are under the hearing of my voice, which is truly the voice of God, because I've, told, I've said this to you now so many times, that they will be transformed because I will be faithful and obedient to Jesus first and foremost. Right? So he, he gave him back to the scripture. Back to the scripture. He set some things in motion, Right? He said to the elders, wait here, right? And then they, they, he went up. Moses went up. He went up, verse 15. If you're wondering, where is she at? She keeps reading a scripture, and then she starts preaching. We're on verse 15. Then Moses went up to the mountain. I can't help it. God's, God's word just talks to me. I mean, it's alive. The word of God is alive. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. It's alive, right? It divides between soul and spirit. It's alive. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of our heart. It's alive. God's word is alive. Thank you, Lord. So Moses went up, verse 15, to the mountain, and a cloud covered him in the mountain. The cloud of God's glory covered him in this mountain. And the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai and covered it for six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud on the seventh day. So he's in the glory, literally enveloped. Literally enveloped. Does God change? 
God is the same. Yesterday and so God is the same. He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's always the same. So Moses was enveloped in the glory. The cloud of glory literally just came and hovered and just, just completely saturated him. Who wants that? Who wants to live like that? But it's available. It's available even while you're going to your jobs. It's available even while you're, t even while you're training your children for those that have young, or your grandchildren for those that have children, right? It's available even while you're preparing for your messages. Uh, it's available even while you're cleaning your houses or while you're working on that business. It's available every single day. But we have to be connected, in other words, sensitive to the truth that the vine, right? We are to be attached. Jesus, the vine. We're to be attached and we abide with him. So that sensitivity that that is who I am, who you are, when you have that sensitivity, that awareness, that everywhere you go, Jesus goes, right? You go with him, he walks with you, he talks with you, right? When you have that awareness, literally, and I'm talking about a conscious awareness. You say, wow, Jesus, what are you doing today? Jesus, what are you doing through me today? Lord, teach me. Speak to me. What should I change? Don't think you got it all perfect. None of us do. But every day we need to say, Lord, search this heart. Give me clean hands on a pure heart that I would serve you. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. I don't believe anybody in here wants to grieve the Holy Spirit. But we, it is important for us to say, Lord, search my heart. Lord, search my heart. Search it on a daily basis. I want to make sure that I'm pleasing unto you, Jesus. Amen. So he's enveloped in the glory of the Lord. And it says in verse 17, the sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire. The sight of the glory. So the glory had sight. In other words, there was something you can see. It was visible. And what did it look like? But it looked like a consuming fire. Can you imagine everybody looking at the top of the mountain and going, what in the world happened to Moses? He went up and now we see this cloud, but we also see fire. What is happening? Is he still alive? Oh, yes, he's alive and well, and he's being transformed. And when he came down, we know that God, the brilliance of the Lord, just literally transformed this man of God. Glory was literally resting on Mount Sinai. And I want to tell you something. Glory, the glory of God, is resting upon you. The glory of God. You cannot be in this type of an atmosphere and not be touched and not be changed. I am, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. 2 Corinthians, for those of you that are like, well, that's Old Testament. 2 Corinthians 3.18. You can write it down if you like. You can turn there if you like. It says, but we all with unveiled face. Hallelujah. There's no veils here. No veils. Just We just look at Jesus. Hallelujah. With unveiled face. Beholding as in a mirror. We are beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. So when you look in the mirror, you see yourself. When you look in the mirror, you see what God has created. But from this day forward, when you look in the mirror, you're going to see yourself as the glory of God resting upon you. Father, give them eyes to see. You're going to see yourselves with the glory of God resting upon you. Father, give them ears to hear. You're going to see yourself with the radiance of the word of God. I just read it to you. The Bible doesn't lie and it doesn't change. With unveiled faces. Our faces will not be veiled. 
But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. We're being transformed into the same image, from glory to glory. Say, from glory to glory, I'm being transformed. I'm being transformed. Thank you, Lord. And so verse, seven, verse 18, so Moses went into the midst of the cloud, and he went up into the mountain, and he was on that mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. He was on that mountain for a long time. The word of the Lord says, be still and know that I am God. You're going to be still, Psalm 4610, you're going to be still and know that I am God, and you're going to let the glory of God transform your lives. Amen? Amen. Because you know what? He wants you to be a sanctuary where he will be worshipped every single moment of every single day. Not just when you're in a worship service. It's great. We love it. We love the corporate anointing. There's a corporate anointing, but there's also an individual anointing. There's an anointing on your life when it's just you and Jesus in your bedroom. There's an anointing on your life when it's just you and Jesus and you're in the car. Right? But there's also a corporate anointing. And, it's, and it's, it's different, right? But it's beautiful and it's just as powerful. But I am telling you, God wants to give you more than you currently have today. Because it's available. It's available. Hallelujah. You know, Moses named one of his sons Gershom. The meaning of that name Gershom means driven out or it means thrust out. Say Gershom means driven out or thrust out. Okay? You can't walk in the fire and the glory that God is preparing for you with an old mindset. Old mindsets have to go. Right? We have to have new wine skins. We know we have to receive what God is doing. So that's why the old has to go. So, so some of you thought that you were driven or forced out of a situation that caught you by surprise. Some of you thought you were driven out of a situation that caught you by surprise. But God is saying, no, the only driving out is the driving out of demonic powers and principalities. It was me that was thrusting you forward. It was me that was driving you forward. It was me that was literally propelling you because I have a high calling on your life. And I wasn't about to sit back and watch you just not move about. When I said, move, when I said, go, when I ignited you with the Holy Ghost. That's what he does. He ignites us with the Holy Ghost. And he says, I thrust you forward. Don't let that thing that was a sudden attack set you back because I thrust you forward. So give us eyes to see, Lord. You see, the great I am lives on the inside of us. I love that. The great I am lives within me. Therefore, I live in him. He lives in me. I live in him. He lives in you. You live in him. And we're not gonna, we are not going to yoke him with anything that he is not. When God revealed his identity, he revealed yours. Let that sink in for a moment. When God revealed his identity, he revealed yours. See, you're not left without. You're not left in want. You're not, you're not weak, okay? In our weakness, like physically, humanly, in our weakness... We're made strong. We're strong in him. So in other words, the great I am lives on the inside of me. So there is nothing that I cannot do if God's called me to it. Right? So when God revealed his identity, he revealed yours. That's a pretty big statement to make. But he said to, he said to Moses in Exodus 3.14, I am who I am. Most of us are familiar with that, right? I am who I am. Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. 
He sent him. He says, I am. I am the supreme being. I am. I am the creator. I am. I am the ruler. I am. I am the self-existent one. I am. Glory to God. Amen? Amen. So I am who he says I am. You are who he says you are. We're full of joy. Sound full of joy. Yeah, we're full of joy because in him is the fullness of joy. In Christ is the fullness of joy. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Because I'm God's masterpiece. Come on, I am full of his spirit. Because greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. That's the how come on church. We are full of his spirit. Full, full, not partially full. We don't just have a little bit of the Holy Spirit. We don't have junior Holy Spirit until you until you grow up. No, you have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. If you want it, he's here. He's I'm here for you. I'm just waiting to pour out. I'm just waiting to pour out. Some of you are like, what is she doing? I'm just waiting to pour out. God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Because we are in the last days. He's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. Hallelujah. So we're full of the spirit of God. Say, I'm full of his spirit. I'm overflowing in his spirit. I am seen. I am heard. I am loved. Because he said, though mother and father may forsake you, because I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to leave you. I will never forsake you. I am the head and not the tail. That's who you are. That's who you are in Christ. Come on, some of you. I'm the head and not the tail. Because all authority has been given to me from heaven. All authority has been given unto you from heaven. Amen. I am healed. I am delivered. I am free. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So we're made in the image of God. In the image of God. That's Genesis 1, 26 and 27. Write notes. Write it down if you need to. But we are made in the image of God, in the image and in the likeness of God, right? Those who are born again, it is Christ in us, the hope of glory, which is Colossians 1.27. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So to really know who God is, we need to look at who Jesus is, right? And he's full of compassion. Who is Jesus? He's full of mercy. Who is Jesus? He is loving. He is kind. He is just, right? He's for you, not against you. He sticks closer than a brother. He will wipe away your tears and he never will leave you nor will he forsake you. So, put this together now. If this beautiful mystery, Christ in me, Christ in me dwells, right? Then who am I to say I am depressed? Who am I to say I am hopeless? I am fearful. I am never going to make it. Who am I to say that I'm sick, that I'm lacking, that I'm never going to be enough? Who am I? Am I joined together with the spirit of the living God? Are you? Then who are we to say we are not enough? We are lacking. Who are we to say that? If the great I am, somebody get the revelation here tonight. If the great I am lives in me, then I live in him, which you've already established that, have we not? Right? We've already established that. I will not yoke him. Come on, somebody. We're not going to yoke him with that which he is not. He is not depressed. He is not sick. He is not lacking. He is not confused. He is not depleted. He is not any of those things. He is almighty God. He is sufficient. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is the Lord God, your healer. He is the Lord God, your maker. He is the 
Lord God your sustainer. He is the soon coming king. He is more than enough. He is your provider. Come on, church of God. So therefore, the I am lives in me. The great I am lives in you. You are not going to yoke him with who he is not. And you're not going to yoke yourself with who you are not. Did I make my point clear? Because we're vessels of God filled with his glory. Isn't that true? We're vessels of God filled with his glory. And we got the fire of the Lord on the inside. And ooh, let me tell you, that fire of the Lord transforms us. That fire of the Lord, and let me tell you, every demonic stronghold doesn't even stand a chance. When you realize who I am in Christ is the great I am in me. Whatever is needed is already been provided for. That's the truth. You lack nothing. You literally lack nothing. It's a mindset shift sometimes that has to happen first for us to really fully receive it, right? Yeah. So let every place of demonic bondage that still tries to linger in your life or in your heart be broken and falls off right now of you in the name of Jesus. I decree any stubbornness leads to leave you and your family, your history, your generation in the name of Jesus. Any rebellion, any idolatry has to go right now in the name of Jesus. Any spirit of witchcraft that tried to bind you, that tried to literally seduce you, that tried to deceive you, I rebuke that and cast it out in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. got to rise up. The Bible says whatever you bind is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose is loosed in heaven. Heaven. Come on, you've been given keys of the kingdom. When you have keys of the kingdom, you better use that key. Say, I'm going to use that key. That key is to open up doors. You're going to loosen that captive. You're going to loosen the captives. Say, it's time to loosen the captives. I'm loosening the captive. I'm going to loosen those children. No, devil, you can't have them. No gender confusion. No, you can't have them. No spirit of confusion. No, you can't have You may be praying and praying and praying and praying. Well, guess what? Keep on keeping on. When you've done everything to stand, then stand. That means you keep on keeping on. You keep on believing the truth. You keep on speaking the same thing. And you keep on believing that God is God and he says all things are possible for those who believe. You will see it. We will see it. Come on, mama. We're going to see the fullness. We're going to see the fullness. We decree it before we see it, but we're going to see the fullness. Children are being set free. Grandchildren are being set free. The anointing of God is on your life. I want you to lift your hands up right now. Father, I thank you for the fire. I thank you for the glory. I thank you for the hungry group right now. I thank you for the transformation. I decree right now God's healing. God's... I thank you for the infilling. I thank you for the infilling. Fill them. Fill them. Let the fire, let the glory right now start to saturate them. I thank you. Why don't you stand up, stand up, stand up, wherever you're at. I want you to all stand. I want you to stand. I want you to lift your hands up before the Lord. Say, Jesus, I'm hungry. Fill me. Jesus, I'm hungry. Jesus, I need you. I need you. I I didn't come just for a little bit of Jesus. I didn't come for some little cute poem, three points and a poem. I didn't come for three songs, three points and a poem, and out the door I go. Oh, no, I came to be saturated. Oh, no, I came to be filled. Oh, no, I came to literally receive everything you have for me. I don't care if it looks crazy, because I am crazy for Jesus. I don't care if the world doesn't understand, because you know what? There was a day that I lived to serve the devil, but no more. I used to be a fool for the devil, but I'm a fool for Jesus Christ, and I'm not ashamed to say that. Father, we thank you right now for the infilling. I thank you right now for the filling of the Holy Ghost upon every one of them. Thank you, Lord God. Fire. Let the healing go right now to their hearts. Let the healing go right now to their minds. Minds be healed. Be set free. Thank you, Lord God. Old wounds have to go right now. Yes, Lord God. Thank you for healing old wounds. Uh, some of you, there are old wounds that God wants to heal and touch you right now. Let the old wounds right now be healed. You are not going to stay stuck. 
The only reason an old wound is still hanging on is because you're listening to the old wound. Let the tapes be broken right now. Let every demonic tape right now be broken. Let every familiar spirit be literally severed from you in the name of Jesus. We cast it out in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for the infilling. I thank you for the fire. I thank you for the boldness. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Glory unto God. Glory. The Bible says, yeah, the Bible says that in Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. None whatsoever. There's no weapon that's been formed against you, church, that's going to prosper. Their weapons are formed. Don't get me wrong. In this life, you're going to have persecution. But we're going to be what? We're going to be of good cheer. Right? We're going to be of good cheer. Why? Why are we of good cheer? Because he's overcome the world. Because he's overcome the world, we are overcomers. You are an overcomer. We are overcomers. So back again, Isaiah 54, 17. The weapons may be formed. There are pains and sickness and troubles and persecutions that we experience. The weapons are formed. But they just can't have their way. The weapon may be formed. Come on, what does the word of the Lord say? It may be formed, but it shall not prosper. It will not prosper. Turn to your neighbor and say, hey, it may be formed, but it's not prospering. It may be formed. You may feel it. You may see it. You may hear it, but it's not going to prosper. That weapon that's formed is not going to prosper. Come on, you went to a Holy Ghost meeting and you just literally jumped into the deep end with both feet. You jumped into the deep end with both feet. And those of you that this is your first time, and I'm aware there are some of you, that this is your first time in a Holy Ghost meeting, well, let me tell you, this is the way church should be. This is the way church should be. This is the way church always was. In the, just read your Bibles. Open up your Bibles in the book of Acts and start reading, church. Start reading, and you'll see all kinds of things happening. You'll start to see the clouds start to form. You see the fire starts to form upon people's heads. You'll start seeing what was fearful and timid now becomes bold and now doesn't care. Persecution isn't something that's going to hold them back anymore. Because the name of Jesus has transformed them. Come on, somebody shout out to his name. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Baptism by fire? Oh, yes. The internal fire that transforms? Oh, yes. I decree boldness over some of you right now. I, I take authority over any spirit of timidity and fear. Mm -hmm. Right now, I command the spirit of timidity and fear to go. Some of you say, wow, that might be easy for her to say and do, but that's not who I am. This has nothing to do with personalities. Take personalities and throw that out the window because this has nothing to do with personalities. Nothing at all. It has everything to do with the anointing of God. And we're anointed. If you're his, you're anointed. Now your anointing will grow. Our anointing grows. And it grows the more that we're saturated in this word and the more that we're in prayer, the more that we believe, the more that we press in, the more we ask, the anointing grows. So what we see is not a personality thing. We see it as the spirit of the living God. 
It is the spirit of the living God that is transforming you. So again, let every spirit of fear, timidity right now and trepidation be removed from you in the name of Jesus. For you are righteous and holy and bold. God says to be holy as I am holy. We are holy because he says you are holy as I am holy. We're going to be living our lives set apart. Literally, literally just set apart, consecrated unto the Lord our God. We came to this night, this conference tonight. We came tonight because we believed God drew you. You all came because you believe God drew you. We know that you came because and we believe God drew you. He drew you here tonight so that you can receive that double portion, so that you can receive the anointing to carry this out. It is not just for one person. It is for you to carry out. It is for you to go out and literally change the atmosphere everywhere you go, everywhere. And like I said, I'm going to do an impartation. I'm going to lay hands on everybody that wants this. I don't know why you wouldn't, because right now we cast out fear. We cast, we drive it away right now. We just say it goes. Any, any uh, spirit of, in, of uh, insecurity, we take authority over any insecurity, and it goes right now. That is not your portion. It's not your lot. Any generational spirit of cursing and all that, no, we say it goes out the door in the name of Jesus. I, I got to say one more thing. I got to say one more thing before. You know what? Some of you have, have church hurt. Ooh, it got quiet. Some of you have, have church hurt. Some of you are like, man, there's a crazy bunch of people. I've been in churches like this before. They're just a wild bunch, and they leave, and we know how they're like when they're home. Well, first of all, I hope that's not the case. But if it is, if it is, okay, number one, we have to remember something. We're called to keep our eyes on Jesus and not people. Right? We're all... We're all in transition. We're all being healed. Nobody has a corner market on perfection other than we're perfect in Christ. But walking it out is a whole other story, right? It's not to give people an excuse. It's just to say, like, we should keep our eyes on Jesus and not people. But some of you have church hurt that you have a hard time with even a service like this because it brings up some bad memories. Well, first of all, I want to just stand before you right now, and I want to say, will you please forgive me, meaning the church? Will you please forgive the misrepresentation that has happened? The reason that some of you have turned from the faith or you know someone that has, and it grieves your heart, because there were things that they said that, they, that happened that should have never happened. Remember I said, it's not everything goes. And some people, they don't know what is truth and order, and they just, they just let everything go, or they let nothing go. They keep it so tight that the move of the spirit can't happen. Neither side is good. We got to be able to walk in sync with the Holy Spirit, the truth of the Word, and the Spirit, right, of God together. What is truth? Your word is truth. We want to live by the truth with the Spirit of God. Well, I'm asking you tonight to forgive. I'm going to represent the church. Would you forgive me, meaning the church, that has hurt you, that has caused you pain, that has torn your children from church. Ouch. Yeah, I heard the ouch. Because it's true, isn't it? It's okay, because God is greater still. They're coming back. Come on, man of God, they're coming back. That's right. They're coming back. We still need to forgive the church, because we some of our, our young ones won't even step foot into a Holy Ghost church because they got bad taste in their mouth of what they experienced. Lord, we forgive them. We forgive the church. We also forgive our young ones. 
No matter how old they are, they're still young to us. But you know what? What the enemy wants is for you to lose your fire because of it. He wants you, yeah, no way. But the enemy wants you to lose your fire, that vigor. He wants to kind of squelch it a bit. Don't be too crazy in their presence. They remember those churches. They remember when you used to drag them to those services. They remember the craziness, and they kind of judge you for it. So don't be too radical in their presence. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? I think a lot of us know what I'm talking about. We're not going to dub down. We're not going to let the fire go out. But we will walk in truth. And we will speak truth. And we will apologize when we need to apologize. Right? And we will be people of the word. And we will walk in dignity and honor. And we will make sure that they know that the love of Jesus is what's transformed our lives. And that we continue to pray for them and bless them because the love of Jesus will transform their lives as well. Amen? That was for somebody because that was not in my notes. But I do know the Holy Spirit gets to have his way. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father.